Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. When my daughter was about 15 months old, I was still teaching in the classroom part-time. I was pregnant with my second born, although not a lot of people knew that at the time. The school year was coming to a close, and my husband and I made the pretty big decision that I would pack up my classroom and I wouldn't return. I'd be a stay-at-home mom with our growing family. And while I had absolutely no regrets in that choice, I did worry a bit about our financial state. We'd be a one-income family in a very two-income world. And I knew we'd be okay, but I also knew that having just a little bit of extra spending cash would make a big difference in the quality of life that we were trying to live. We could thrive, not just survive. So I took a job at a locally owned craft shop. And every Saturday, I stocked shelves for just a couple hours in the morning, and I earned enough money for like a date night or maybe tickets to a family-friendly movie. Nothing big, but just a little bit of quality of life cash. To be honest, the job didn't last for very long because my ever-growing belly just couldn't take the physical strain of stocking shelves. But that short-lived gig was one on a list of side hustles that I've had over the years and for which I'm really grateful for. Now, I just want to say at the outset of this episode, I don't believe that every stay-at-home mom needs a side hustle. I think our culture has kind of obsessed with this idea of hustle in general and has come to make us all want to believe that we have to have a side hustle for our own purposes and pleasures and our own identity. But for some of us, a cottage industry, as it's sometimes called, can make all the difference in our desire to stay at home with our kids. It can kind of fill in the gaps and even create some wiggle room in the finances. So today, Kate, September, and I are going to be chatting about side hustles. So ladies, I want to first start out by asking, have you ever had a side hustle or we'll call it a cottage industry, some kind of side work as you're staying at home to earn a little extra cash? And if so, what was it? Well, we've always had an at-home business. So it kind of felt like a side hustle when you're packing boxes and all that kind of thing. But some of the side hustle for me has been volunteering, honestly, when when I had the time, especially when my daughter had grown and gone, I was able to do a lot more of that. But in terms of earning money, when she was 18 and just beginning her career, figuring all that out, I wanted to get her a really good guitar. There was just the one I wanted and it was not cheap. So I had a friend who was in the perfume world and I started becoming one of those women in the department stores. You walk by and I go, oh, try my perfume, which has made me really sensitive to any kind of perfume now. But it was a great way to earn some money. She paid really well. I was on my feet all day, but I was able to earn an income to help buy that. I mean, it didn't really help our household much, but it helped me have money to do just those extra things, maybe buy a a nicer outfit or whatever it was. I I did it with her for a few years because I got used to it and it it was kind of fun. So I would say that's probably been my big one that I did over the years. How about you, September? Well, we started having children early on. So I think that kind of affected my decision. But I had three years after 
you know, pregnancy loss. So I had three years basically without children. And so in those three years, I knew I really wanted to fill my time. But Dan, um, because of my health, I couldn't get a full-time job. There was no need at that point, but I needed to do something. So the motivation was various reasons, but I cleaned houses and I ended up getting some sweet clients and working. I actually enjoyed doing these things because it got me out of the house. It was totally different than like being at home and doing like an online business. So those are the things that I did for those first three years. And then after my kids were born, you know, I transitioned into writing and started making money for freelance writing and things like that. And so I just found creative ways to pull in an income. It wasn't something I had to do, but it's something I really enjoyed doing. And I think there is a difference there. And we can talk about that at length. I, too, started out with some freelance writing. I was writing for some area magazines, some local magazines, after I finished up at the craft store, of course. I did teach community ed in the evenings for a couple of years. The beauty of that was I could set my own schedule and say these are when I'm able to offer classes these evenings and these weekends. I started an online store where I made nursing aprons. And I don't know if you know what that is, girls, but just the covers that you put over your neck. It's like a blanket that wraps around your neck um, to cover yourself up when you're nursing. And I did that for a couple of years. I created the pattern myself and sold them. And I really enjoyed that. But the repetitive monotony of that really got to me after a while. So I gave that up just simply for my own mental mental state because I couldn't sew another apron. And then a few years ago, even now, I'm still doing it. I took a voiceover actress job for an ongoing series of videos um, done by conservation groups around my state. So if you hear a video and you're like, oh, that voice sounds vaguely familiar, it just might be mine. And I'm still doing that. And I don't need to. It's just something I really enjoy. It taps into a skill or a passion that I've always had. And I'm able to, it's like catharsis. It's it's a fun artistry effort that I can do just for my own sheer pleasure and enjoyment. Well, if a mom is considering a side hustle, what are some questions she can ask herself to help clarify that decision? Maybe what are some considerations she needs to think about before giving a yes or a no? Well, I think the most obvious one we'd all agree on is how's this going to affect the family? It depends on the age of your children. It depends if you're homeschooling. I think it might be a little more difficult unless, Jamie, they're doing something like making aprons or have that kind of craft or can do something at night when their husband's home. But, you know, it's really just going to depend on that. How are the kids going to feel? If it's starting to affect the family that you need to be there more then that's when you need to consider, do I keep doing this? It it just, it really kind of depends. I had a little side business that Mike was having his home business and I had my own. But by that time, my daughter had was grown and gone. So it was okay. But we just really have to consider how is this impacting our children, our family, our husbands, if we're married. So those are the things I would say. Right. I think what you said, Kate, would just kind of encapsulate everything that I was going to share on that. One thing that isn't included in that is I always had to ask myself, how will I manage and keep my priorities that came before this choice? So I feel like that's kind of important. You kind of have to switch things around. Um, You know, with everything we choose, there will always be something that has to go or doesn't get done as well or to the level of which it was before. So we have to remember that, that something will come second after this. 
And then my husband and I always, with every decision we make, we always ask ourselves, you know, is that exchange worth it? Is it worth choosing that? It's not just what is going to change. It's just more, really. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And what's the hidden cost or the trade-off? Because, yeah, you might be receiving an income that maybe you really do need, but what is the trade-off? And maybe the trade-off is not worth the extra income. But I think sometimes, too, that if you're doing a side hustle at home, you can have the kids help you. That can be a great way for them to learn, you know, just about whatever skill that is, whatever craft or whatever it is you've chosen. They can learn money management. Maybe they can earn part of what you earn, you know, just as a little extra because they're helping you. So that that's a thought, too. I had a couple other questions that I would add to that. Obviously, you know, all the ones you've touched on, but also, why do I want a side hustle? Because I think that there are other reasons besides just financial that that might tap into. Like I said, I do this voiceover work reading all these scientific terms. I don't even know what they mean or really how to pronounce them, but I do it because I enjoy it, not because I necessarily need the money. And it does fit into our our family's schedule. So maybe the better question is, like, what is this tapping into? What is this fulfilling for me? Um, and is that worth it? Is it a financial, social, emotional fulfillment? Because it's not always about money. I think it's always important to brainstorm what are the passions and skills you have that could be income producing? Because maybe the thing that you first think of is not going to be financially beneficial, but maybe there's another skill that you have or that you can learn that will be income producing. And then just to echo what September said, I think sometimes we as moms want to add this new thing into our schedule, but we forget the laws of physics to add a new thing into a space. Something has to be taken out of the space. So are you willing to make a cut or an edit into the rest of your day in order to add this new thing? Mm, That's super important. I think one of the things to consider, uh, if you've got little kids or even it doesn't really matter what age they are, but there may be a passion that you've had for a long time that you've not really been able to to do, to step out into, but there might be ways thinking, okay, in, in five years, I'm going to be an empty nester. What's my, what is that thing I really want to be doing that I can maybe begin to prepare for now in a small way? And, and I, that could be anything, really, a million different things. But I think that's something to just consider but like you said, Jamie, you, you put a new thing in, you're going to give something else up, but maybe just be considering the, those, those passions you've had that you've had to set aside while you're raising your children. But eventually you're going to come to that point where you've got, where the kids are gone, you're going to have free time and you're going to think, well, now I can fully get into that. But there may be some ways to start a side hustle in a small, much smaller way that can then pay dividends once your children have left the nest. And I think it's something to remember for those who have a certification or a licensure that they have to keep up. So like if you had a job or a vocation before having kids and now you're staying at home, that might be something to consider too. Like keeping up that licensure, keeping up that certification for the in-between years so that when your kids do launch, should you want to pick up that vocation again, you'd still be able to.
looking to give your child a well-rounded education while ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life, consider joining Classical Conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained licensed director, families learn through Classical Conversations proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there is bound to be a community near you. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com forward slash mom to mom. According to social analysts, because I was born in 1979 at the tail end of Gen X and just before the millennials hit the scene, I'm a zenial. Those quote-unquote experts have declared that I'm a member of a micro-generation of folks who grew up with an analog childhood and a digital young adulthood. In other words, I was the last line of no-tech or low-tech kids. Looking back, I can appreciate what a gift my screen-free childhood really was, and although I know in the present moment providing a no-tech childhood or adolescence for my kids is probably wishful thinking, I do want to preserve as much of that kind of innocence as possible for them. That's why I'm so grateful for the Gab phone. With two teen drivers and another one just months away from getting behind the wheel, I appreciate the safety that a cell phone can provide. Then again, I also know that a smartphone nurtures a whole other batch of unsafe scenarios. With the Gab phone, however, I can have peace of mind knowing that my tweens and teens can call or text me whenever they need to, and that I can call or text them back. But that's it. Because the Gab phone looks and feels like a smartphone but isn't connected to the internet in any way, I don't have to worry about cyberbullies, predators, or the shady back alleys of social media. In that way, my kids can have a childhood similar to my own, digital when necessary, but analog for everything else. To learn more or to snag a Gab phone or a watch for your tweener teen, head to gabwireless.com and use promo code mom to mom at checkout. That's gabwireless.com, promo code M-O-M-T-O-M-O-M at checkout. Are there any reasons why a mom should maybe pass up or give up? an idea of a side hustle. We've talked about some reasons why it would be a good idea, but are there any particular red flags you would um, have her keep a watch for that would say, "Mm, maybe this isn't the season or the time or even the, the job for you? I think the way it affects the family, obviously, but also sometimes you might get into a situation where there's just some harmful things around you. Some I don't even know how to describe it, but there may be influences that are beginning to creep into your life that really aren't beneficial for you or for your family, or maybe there's people that are beginning to affect you in a negative way. So that that might be something to really think about. Is this something I need to give up? Because this is just affecting my spiritual life, my moral life. You, they may be trying to draw you into things that just aren't good for you. So that might be something to consider. I think for me, one thing that I was really cognizant of, especially in that um, craft store gig, was my boss was sometimes at odds with my husband, like things he was asking me to do versus things um, my husband wanted me to do were were disconnected, disjointed. And I felt like I was being pulled between the two of them. And in the end, 
I wanted to be mindful and respectful of my husband's opinions and decisions and our family's dynamics and time. And so that was another reason why that particular side hustle had to go. Well, do you have any suggestions for possible work ideas for the mom looking for a side hustle? We mentioned a few that we took on, but have you heard of any others that you feel would be a real good mom-adjacent job, something that they can do while still mothering well at home? There are a lot of network marketing, you could call it, a lot of jobs out there that you can do on your own. It's a different industry. My husband and I have been involved in that for a lot of years. So I've seen that be successful for a lot of moms that they can be earning a decent income and teaching other women how to do whatever it is they do. And that can be helpful. I mean, I don't know, something like maybe working on your real estate license that you know you're going to do in a couple of years as your kids are getting older, because it's a lot of work. My husband's doing that right now. It's hours and hours of study and tests. It's not easy. But if you start in small increments, something like that might be great for a mom if she has that kind of mathematical mind. I know I could never do it. The work my husband's doing on this, that it's just not me. But for a lot of women, that could be something. Those are just a couple ideas. There are, there are just a zillion things you can be doing. That's a good idea though, Kate, to like, maybe this isn't the season for actually working, but maybe this is the season for training and learning how to do a new skill set that maybe one day you can implement when your kids are older or they're out of the nest. So that's a great idea. September, do you got any ideas? Well, you know, there's a lot, but I think that really the first question is, what is your skill? What is your interest? What is something you have to ask yourself that you, do you want to leave the home or do you want to do your side hustle within your home? And I think those are the top three questions you have to ask yourself. Think about things like, do I love academics? Am I strong in academics? I could tutor. I could tutor someone else's kids. Do I make food really well? Am I a good meal planner? Am I a good budgeter? I could make meals for another mom. And, you know, there are women who have to work outside the home or want to, and they need help. And so, you know, find the hole, the space that is needed. Think of your skill and determine if you want to do it in your home or outside the home. And I think the opportunities are just endless. Yeah. I know of a friend who is really good at making pies. So every big holiday she puts out on Facebook, who needs a Thanksgiving pie? Here are the options that I'm willing to do. And she gets all kinds of orders. Now, that's not a steady job, but it just so happens that it comes around at these times of year that you could really use a little extra spending cash. And so she is busy making pies in her kitchen at all the major holidays for those of us who maybe don't know how to make pie or don't really want to. You know, for, for women that didn't finish college, this might be a way to work on getting your college degree. You can do it slowly. You know, you can take one class a semester, but something towards that thing that you might want to do once your kids are out of the nest, it could be a really great way to prepare you for that next career. Because like I always say, mom is not your only name. There's going to come a time when your kids are gone. I remember when my daughter left the home, my thought was, well, now what do I do? And I began writing and starting all that stuff. But there are lots of things that lots of different things that moms are interested in that they can go back to school for. You can do it at night. You can do it online. That might really help them prepare for that next season. Well, I'm just going to give a laundry list of ideas simply because I know that there might be a mom listening that, yes, she does have some great skills, but she's not quite sure how to put those skills into you know, a job set or a job situation. 
how to monetize them. So I'm going to just give a lengthy list. I'll also put these in the show notes um, for you to go back through and review. But as I'm reading this list, just think about some of the skills and passions that you either already have, or maybe you would like to cultivate more and develop. And these are some jobs that can be, for the most part, done at home in a side hustle capacity with you determining how much or how little you actually want to work. So in-home babysitting, proofreading or editing, a lot of publishers need in-home editors and proofreaders. And you don't necessarily have to have the best grammar skills. A lot of times it's just, you know, does the table of contents actually line up with the page numbers of this book? Bookkeeping, transcription work, virtual assistants. And that's a person that is basically like a secretary for somebody who works online. A lot of small businesses need somebody to manage their social media accounts because they sell shoes. They don't manage social media, but they need somebody who can go on social media and talk about the shoes that they sell. Online tutor, like uh, September was mentioning, a lot of times places are looking for people who will teach English to ESL students who are here new to the country who just need some practice speaking the everyday common language. And so that's something to consider. A ghostwriter, somebody who flips or resells items for profit. That's something that my husband has done for years. He has a particular niche of things that he's really good at finding at like garage sales or thrift shops or even, you know, out and about in people's farms. He's actually gone to people's farms and looked through their old barns looking for particular items because he knows he can flip them and sell them for profit. Etsy stores for handcrafts that you make, like my nursing covers that I made years ago. Photography, a fitness instructor. And I think that's a great job for somebody who can slip away out of the house in the early hours before the husband goes to work to do some of those early morning fitness classes outside of the home at a studio or a YMCA and then be back in time to get the hubby out the door. A seamstress. I have a friend whose teenage daughter learned to sew uniforms, like police and military uniforms, which requires a certain skill set. It's not just sewing and mending um, because there's a lot of patchwork that goes into that and a lot of tailoring. But she learned that skill and boy, does it pay because military service men and women and police officers maybe don't have that skill set, so they have to hire it out. Marketing and research for clinical trials, digital designers, landlording for your apartment that you happen to live in or condo. And so maybe they don't pay you monetarily, but maybe they're willing to take off some of the money in the rent if you kind of manage the real estate. Music lessons, if that's something you're gifted in. Like me, you could teach community ed classes and really that the sky's the limit there. So whatever you happen to be good at, you can teach one or two classes a month in that skill. Making baked goods for local hotels and coffee shops. Now, that often requires some sort of food licensure. But once you get that, um, I have a friend who was licensed to make chocolates and she sold them to people and area retailers for a while and just baked them up right in her home kitchen. And then monetizing any homesteading skills that you have. So if you raise chickens, you could sell your eggs. If you have goats, you could sell them milk. Of course, you know, you have to follow all the FDA approvals and licensing. But once you get those things, you can begin earning an income. So that's just a brief list. And again, I'll put those in the show notes. But begin to think about what is my skill that I have that someone else might not have but would really like to utilize and then find a way to make them an income at it. 
Do you have any tips for work-life balance as we wrap up here today? How can a mom maintain longevity in this part-time hustle while not sacrificing the life that she's actually hustling for? Well, just for the sake of time, I'm just going to use like a bullet list. You know, I think that's that'll be enough. So if you have a pencil, you can write these things down. For me, and I've seen with some other women, it's really important to set up concrete boundaries right from the beginning, like set them up, write them down, know what you will not cross over, you will not sacrifice for that thing. Also, set up fluid boundaries, things you know you're willing to give on. So when you're faced with those opportunities or circumstances and they come up, you're like, that's okay. It's okay if we don't have dinner together tonight. It's only one day a week. You're not so set. So concrete boundaries, fluid boundaries. Have a family meeting, which means maybe shifting responsibilities in your home and keep communication open between you and the rest of your family so it doesn't grow into frustration. There will be things that will have to change in your home. Also, give grace to those who are adjusting to you doing something extra that's pulling away from maybe someone in the family and give grace to yourself. I just have two things. One, honor the work in the same way that you'd honor it if you were working outside the home. Now, obviously, you take a side hustle so that you can put your emphasis and all your time and energy or the majority of your time and energy for your home. But for instance, I had a girlfriend message me really early one morning and say, hey, I'm going for a walk. Do you want to join me? It just happened to be the time that I had set aside to work. And so I had to say, I'm sorry, I would love to join you another time. But right now I cannot because I have a schedule to keep. So be willing to honor your work because it's worth honoring. And then recognize that sometimes the amount of work and the payoff won't always seem congruent, meaning I could do the same work outside of my home for somebody else and maybe make even more money. But remember, there are hidden payoffs like being able to stay at home, having a flexible schedule, being your own boss. So although you can maybe earn more money outside of your home, that there are hidden payoffs from working inside of the home, and you have to keep that in mind as well. Before we're tempted to dismiss a side hustle as a waste of a woman's time or maybe a lack of faith in God to make ends meet, let's not forget that Scripture mentions many women who had a cottage industry or who contributed to the income of their families in some way. There are those who worked in commercial trade, who gardened or grew vineyards. There were millers and shepherdesses artists and seamstresses, midwives, and even professional mourners in scripture. Proverbs 31 recalls two side jobs of the virtuous woman. Verse 16 says, she considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. And in verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Those were side hustles. So mama, I hope as you prayerfully consider if a cottage industry is right for you, I hope We've encouraged you today with some unique ideas and possible side hustle opportunities. And most importantly, I hope that you've seen how all of your home and work is worthy. Thank you for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please consider passing it along to a friend who might also need some inspiration in the trenches.